1: So glad that you could join us today, which is February 28th, 2018. We have with us Lindsay Bristol, and she is going to be our guest. She's a registered dietitian and a nutritionist, and we're going to be talking today about the Swanson's AZ guide to modern wellness. Just to give you a little background on Lindsay, She's a nationally recognized registered dietitian and nutritionist with a soft spot for guilty pleasure food. We'll get into that in a little bit. <laughs> As a professional speaker, author, and blogger, she empowers people to take charge of their health by finding the balance between those pleasure foods and those nutritionist ones. Her philosophy is that you shouldn't take care of that you really should take care of your body because it's your only permanent home. I share that philosophy as well. I preach it all the time to people. I love that. <laughs> sometimes, it, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have the same experience. <laughs> so
1: let's bring her on to our show now. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you, Denise. It's
2: so great to be here.
1: I'd like to start the show out by asking you, uh, how did you get on the path that you're on today? It's always very interesting to hear people's stories.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I started off uh, pre-med, actually, in undergraduate, and I was super passionate about health and wellness and nutrition and helping others be healthy and well, and so through that path, I started to discover the world of nutrition, and um, I just became incredibly passionate about Uh, How could I help others discover this world of nutrition and living a healthy diet? And um, it's such a complicated space, and there's so many myths and so much misinformation that I wanted to be there as a a guide and a partner to others to help them kind of discover the same passion that I have when it comes to food and wellness. Well, when
1: when you say that there's a lot of misinformation, could you go into some
2: detail on that? Yeah, sure. So I think that nutrition is somewhat of a still kind of being discovered field, and so as different studies uncover new information, sometimes it's super preliminary, and it hasn't been fully uncovered yet, and so maybe the next study uncovers something different that might negate the first study, and there's not a good body of evidence out there when it comes to the scientific research to fully inform people on kind of what they should or shouldn't be eating. So, you know, you think about the fat-free trend from years ago and how all of the food was fat-free at one point, and then enough research came out to say that, hey, fat's not that bad for you as long as you're eating the right kind of fat that can actually help with your heart and your brain health. And so uh, I think as nutrition grows as a field and a science, we learn more and more every day about how we should be taking care of our bodies.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. For years we've had the uh, government pyramid of the food groups, that we should eat on a daily basis. And I'm not sure,
2: has that changed? Yeah, it has. So I think the the general premise for it has stayed the same, but, you know, what they tried to do is take the pyramid and bring it to something that's a bit more relatable. We obviously don't eat food stacked in a pyramid on top of one another. You know, we want, I think that's a little bit hard to relate to. And so what they tried to do is bring it to the form of a plate where you could help, Others understand how you split your plate up in terms of what was healthful to eat.
1: Mm. Yeah.
2: No, it it really is complicated. And there's so many people
1: that have weight issues now. Um, I don't know what the actual statistics are. Is it one out of every three American is
2: overweight at this point in Uh, time? Yes, that is accurate. Uh, About a third of the United States population is overweight or obese
1: so then we're looking at educating people on nutrition and on the and really integrating a good diet plan for them
2: yeah and for me i think it's about how do you make it simple so Uh, Eating healthfully can be hard for a lot of different reasons, right? Information is out there that's hard to understand. Information is out there that's inaccurate. Um, You're maybe working really hard, working long hours. You're traveling often. You're very busy with family and just life in general can sometimes get in the way. So how do you break it down into bite-sized kind of essential nuggets that help people live through kind of their modern life in in a modern wellness kind of way? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know from personal
1: experience when I decided I needed to get seven pounds off me, I basically decided I just won't eat anything that's white.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely things like that that stick, right? It's those tips and tricks, the alliterations, the simple bullets. Those are the things that can help us remember how to live a little bit healthier, and that's kind of where the impetus came from for, for myself and my team of dietitians and nutritionists at Swanson Health to create this A to Z guide to modern wellness so that we could really bring the, all of that great, deep expertise and bring mm-hmm. it to the front and, and simplify it in a way that was super easy to understand, You know, breaking it down by the alphabet, bringing really great uh, graphics and guides and some of those super quick tips to people based on trends and questions that people everywhere are having and asking in their lives and helping them live a a healthier life through some of those easy tips. Now,
1: when did the um, A to Z guide come out?
2: So we launched it in January, and it's been rolling out ever since. It lives on our blog at Swanson.com, so anybody can head there and find all of our A to Z modern guides there today.
1: Oh, great. Great. Well, let's get into it. What do you find to be one of the more important aspects that's in the guide?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, for me, I think one of the the big key takeaways and questions I get from a lot of people is, what are some of the essential vitamins and nutrients that we need to maintain optimal health? So what are some of the things I should be eating or getting in my diet when – I'm looking at what a healthy diet would be considered. Um, And so for me, I think about these kind of four essentials that everybody should be getting in their diet. Vitamin D is super important. It's something that um, the majority of the population isn't getting enough of, really about 75 to 90% of people. And so that's super important. A lot of research has shown it's necessary for bone growth and mineralization. It plays a huge role in immune support and just overall health. So that's my first essential, uh, omega-3 essential fatty acids, which Denise, I'm sure you've heard a ton about. So you find those in fatty fishes, um, and those play a huge role in heart health. And as you know, heart disease is a really huge health problem in the U.S. as well. So Taking in omega-3 essential fatty acid to help with inflammation, help with heart health, and help with brain health is something that we could be doing more of because people just aren't getting enough of those really great fatty fishes in their diets either. Right, Uh, and And, and,
1: yeah, and and also inflammation plays a huge role with uh, disease.
2: Absolutely. It's either a precursor or it goes along with every disease that we can see out there as kind of chronic diseases in the U.S. So mm-hmm. um, both vitamin D and omega-3s play a role within helping to mediate inflammation. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a probiotic. So, you know, with all of the kind of environmental factors that we're experiencing out there, again, busy lives, different kind of crazy foods that you're throwing at your stomach, Um, and then everybody has a different microbiome, which is basically kind of the makeup of your gut. And so how do you maintain that balance of good and bad bacteria? And a probiotic, there's been a ton of research to show that probiotics help to support that optimal gut health. And actually, what they found, too, is that 70% of your immune system actually lives in your gut. And so by keeping a good a good track record and kind of taking really, really good care of your gut, you can actually help bolster a healthy immune system, too. That's right. It's very mm-hmm. true. Very true. Yeah, and then my last essential is just kind of rounding out the bunch with a multivitamin. So when you can't get all of the nutrients that you need from your diet because of modern life and what it's throwing at you, a multivitamin can help fill in the rest of those gaps. And these are nutrients that... Pretty much every nutritionist and doctor everywhere could agree that we just aren't getting enough of them. And then mm-hmm. my my fifth recommendation kind of is a, a dependent one on how your life works, but knowing how the majority of folks today spend a significant amount of time on either a computer or a smartphone or a TV. I know that I constantly have my smartphone in front of me. I don't know about you, Denise, but I spend a lot of time with those digital devices and What's happening is we've got uh, blue light rays that are being emitted from these devices, and um, we're not getting enough of something called lutein in our diets from green leafy vegetables and orange, orange fruits and vegetables. And so taking a lutein supplement like we have a, a supplement called Vision Defense can really help protect your eyes from all of that digital blue light. What was the name of the product again? It's called Vision Defense. and you can Oh, find Vision it Defense. Mm -hmm. Yep, you can find it exclusively at Swanson.com. It's a lutein and zeaxanthin supplement, but, again, you know, we're not getting enough of those foods in our diet today that help provide lutein or zeaxanthin, and so it's a great way to help protect your eyes from that digital blue light. And then we also have a supplement kind of starter kit called our Daily Essentials Kit, which if you don't know kind of where to begin with filling in those nutrient gaps, it contains all of those first four essentials that I mentioned as well. Oh, that's great. Is that a new product? It is. Yep. It's a, a great kind of little purse pack. It fits right in your bag or your handbag and it comes with the probiotics, the omega-3, the multivitamin and the vitamin D. Um, and it also comes with a $10 off coupon inside of the box as well.
1: Wonderful. That's really great to know. Yeah. Well, Well, you know, everybody's health is different. We all have different chemistry. Um, Genetics can, can play a role, although we've learned recently that you can change the outcome of your genetic codes, a healthier lifestyle. So how do you decide what vitamins and supplements
2: are right for you? That is a great question. I'm super passionate about having those conversations with family and and talking and learning about your family's health history and what you can do to kind of take control of how it impacts your life because, to your point, diet and lifestyle play such a huge factor in then how that genetic piece impacts you directly. So. I think for me there are a couple of things that you can do. First, you want to get together a list of family who you can interview so you can kind of start to explore what that family health history even looks like for you. And I would do that as soon as you can. I think it's something helpful that you can do for your children even to pass on to them. You want to talk to parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, even extended family, just to dive into some key questions with them. And a couple of those key questions, you know, you first maybe want to ask, If they know of any family members who have had any major medical conditions, including themselves, uh, genetic or not, just start to gather that large kind of laundry list. And if they do, start to dive into age. So this is another big one you wanna start to understand. So how old was this person or were the family member that you were talking to when they started experiencing symptoms or when the disease kind of set on? And then lastly, a couple of other questions that you can ask you can ask if they know of any medical-related causes of death that run in the family, if they know of any common environmental factors that may have contributed to family diseases. So, in some cases, we might be able to attribute the onset of the disease to some sort of environment or experience that happened to that family member. And then, lastly, if you're unsure, you want to ask what your family's ethnic background is, as that can actually play a pretty large role in hereditary diseases. And so. Once you've got kind of gathered up all of this information, you want to get it organized and put it in a dedicated folder or a binder. There's a lot of phone apps now and online services, actually, where you can store and organize this information. And then once you've got it collected and in one place, now is the time that you can take all of that and take it to your doctor or your nutritionist and talk to them about your family health history and how they think diet and nutrition can potentially help play a preventive role in preventing some of the onset of these diseases and maybe then what vitamins, minerals, or supplements may be right for you. Yeah,
1: and, and obviously um, you would integrate what they're currently eating.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And how much exercise they're getting.
2: Absolutely, diet to and build, exercise play a to huge build role. that
1: plan. Yeah, to build that plan. But that's mm-hmm. And they may recommend
2: other tests as well. So knowing your family history mm-hmm. can help mm-hmm. them decide. Hey, we might need to do some additional blood work tests or some other tests to dive into this a bit further. So it's just a great conversation to start with your physician or your nutritionist.
1: It's great. It's that's really great advice. It really is. Well, just earlier we were talking about gut health, and, um, you know, you were talking about probiotics, and pretty much everyone knows what those are now. Not so much on the prebiotic side, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about why we might need to be taking
2: both of those. Absolutely. Yeah, probiotics and prebiotics have definitely been trending In importance, and you've seen a lot of kind of hype and conversation about each of those when it comes to digestive health for the past few years. And they absolutely have their own separate but equally important roles to play when it comes to keeping your gut healthy. So, for those who don't maybe know, our gut ecosystem includes a lot of different things: it includes fungi and microorganisms and a lot of bacteria, and there's over trillions of friendly and bad microbes that work together within our gut and assist in digestion by turning that food that we intake into energy, and it helps support an overall healthy immune response, nervous system, brain functioning, and even mood, actually. So much like fingerprints, actually, Your gut microbiome, like we were talking about earlier, Denise, it's super unique to only you. And it is typically a reflection of lifestyle and environmental factors like diet, pollution, stress, even certain strains of antibiotics can help change the balance of different gut bacteria. And so all of those things can work together to either keep your gut super healthy or they can maybe throw your gut out of whack, depending on which way you go. So probiotics, like you mentioned, I think people are much more familiar with probiotics. You kind of hear a lot about those as being the good bacteria. And these are the bacteria that help keep your digestive system super healthy by balancing those good and bacteria, bad bacteria in your gut. And then prebi- prebiotics, people are a lot less familiar, these are actually carbohydrates that you consume through your diet. And they can't be digested by the human body. But these prebiotics actually serve as food for the probiotics in our gut. And so when you take them together, the probiotics and prebiotics create this amazing synergistic relationship that help you maintain a super healthy working digestive system. So when it comes to kind of how you get these in your diet. There's a couple of different ways, uh, either via supplements or different foods. So things like yogurt, full of gut-healthy cultures that you can consume for the probiotics in your diet. Uh, Kefir, if anybody's heard of kefir, it's kind of like yogurt, but it's a a liquid form. So it usually contains active strains, maybe a bit more active strains of bacteria than you might find in a yogurt at times. Uh, Miso is another one that maybe people haven't thought of. It's actually made from soybeans, sea salt, and koji, and these are typically fermented, and they produce this really probiotic-rich, gut-friendly food. People who are gluten-free want to be aware, though, that this is not really a good choice for their diet necessarily, but if Mm -hmm. you are okay with gluten, it's a great option. And then when we think about prebiotic foods, things like black beans, lima beans, green beans – almonds, apples, raspberries, artichokes, these are all good things to add fiber to your diet in addition to prebiotic fiber to help keep things moving through your digestive tract. And then otherwise, if, they, if these foods don't seem like they fit within your regular diet, prebiotic and probiotic supplements are a super simple way to get these into your diet as well, which you can find at Swanson.com.
1: Yeah, I, I hadn't heard um, that, Taking them both together um, was beneficial.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they really create a super synergistic effect when you consume them together, whether it's in mm. supplement form or through foods that interesting.
1: You really interesting. It's good to know. Uh, have you have you heard that once you take an antibiotic, it takes two years to get your um, digestive in sync?
2: Yeah, I think it depends on the person, right? So everybody has a unique microbiome, and I think it's hard to nail down the exact impact that antibiotics antibiotics can have on your gut microbiome and your gut health. Um, So varying from person to person but definitely, it's interesting to hear that more doctors are becoming more and more aware of the impact that antibiotics can have on a person's mm-hmm. gut health. And so it's great to see more doctors, you know, when they recommend an antibiotic. I'm hearing a lot of times then they also recommend a probiotic immediately to go along with that to make sure yeah. that they're not disrupting that great balance yeah. or they're no, minimizing no. it. At least. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. It, it seems like two years is, is an awful long time, but... Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so spring break is coming up. Um actually it's here. <laughs> now I think yeah. about it. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, uh, um I mean some schools probably are, are gonna have it in April, but it's already started. Um mm. so you know, it's it really is a breeding ground for germs. Um and, of course, this year we've had a particularly difficult uh, flu season. Mm-hmm. So how can we stay
2: healthy through it all? Yeah, so my four tips really come down to four things. You, you want to prepare. You want to think smart. Get some rest. And always, always, always wash your hands. So not super complicated things, but the four tips that I think about when you're traveling that can really help you stay healthy on the go So with Mm -hmm. prepare, you know, you think about preparing with all of the gear that you need for your trip, but it's equally important to think about how you prepare your body to stay healthy while you're away. So making sure that you're eating well, that you're hydrating, that you're exercising, that you're keeping yourself healthy for when you put yourself in those situations where maybe your immune system is more vulnerable. And so I know we talked a bit about how 70% of your gut 70% has, or 70% of your immune system lives in your gut. So supplementing with probiotic supplements or foods ahead of time can help bolster that overall immune system. So it's stronger and you're able to fight off some of those travel bugs a bit better while you're traveling that you might be exposed to. Mm. And then my, my next one is thinking smart. So this for me comes all the way down to just drinking more water to stay hydrated. It's super simple. So buy a reusable water bottle and use it. You know, airports today, they make it super easy to refill those water bottles. Uh, And it's so easy to get dehydrated when you're traveling, especially if you're on a climate-controlled airplane. And when you're dehydrated, this can lead to decreased energy and cravings for unhealthy snack foods, which then again brings you back to, you know, your immune system starts to get run down a bit and you can be um, more exposed to some of those germs that are going around.
1: Mm, Yeah, that's a good point. Because by the time you feel thirsty, you're pretty dehydrated.
2: (laughs) Exactly. You're way too thirsty at that point. So you want to prevent that right at the get-go. And then my third tip is just getting enough rest. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, vacation is for relaxation, but traveling can be pretty stressful, especially if you're traveling to different time zones, if you're traveling with family, um, if you're not really great at sleeping in strange beds or hotels. So, you know, getting enough of the nutrients to help you get rest, things like magnesium and melatonin, they may help you relax and wind down and get better sleep while you're traveling, especially if you're not in your usual time
1: zone. Yeah, well, magnesium is responsible for well over 300 body functions.
2: Yes, you are absolutely correct.
1: It's incredibly important, and we just don't get enough of it in our diets.
2: Exactly, yes. Uh, Most of us are deficient in magnesium, and so that's a super important one for us to remember when we think about minerals that can help with relaxation and helping us get to bed. Right, right. Yeah, well, and some, the last thing um, was washing your hands, too.
1: Oh, yeah, right. Sometimes that's uh, tough,
2: you know, when yeah. traveling.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah. I mean, you think about ATMs, handrails, door handles, so good hygiene can help protect everybody, um, yeah. you and your family, from some of those more germ-infested places.
1: Yeah, there's there's some pretty good natural products out on the market that you can spray on your hands or, mm-hmm. you know, to help with the germs if you can't, you know, get to a sink. Um, yes, definitely. What are, what are some of the essential foods that we should um, consider um, to boost our immune function while we're traveling?
2: Yeah, so... My major tips for eating healthy uh, when you're on the go is just always being prepared. Um, While on the go, you want to kind of make sure you're getting some of those immune-boosting nutrients. Again, probiotics is a great one. Um, Any kind of vitamin C is also a great one. So, you know, if you think about some of the vitamin C products that we've seen, adding Mm -hmm. those to your Mm -hmm. diet. Um, and then a multivitamin to just make sure you round things out. So any nutrient gaps that you have, you know, those can feed off one another and bring you down. Well, when we talk about foods,
1: of course, we're we're talking about fruits and vegetables.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, taking in more of those for sure.
2: Yep. And I think easy ones that you can peel and bring with you, assuming you're not traveling internationally, citrus foods like oranges, And grapefruit, they give you vitamin C, they give you B vitamins. If you can pack a hard-boiled egg in your bag, whole foods like those, avocados, um, some things that, you know, maybe they don't seem like things that you take with you. And, uh, I mean, I've done it. I've packed an avocado in my bag and gotten out a spoon and gotten weird looks, but, you know, I know that I'm doing (laughs) the right thing for my body. (laughs) You've gotten weird looks (laughs) because you're an avocado.
1: (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Love it. Well, they do kind of uh, turn in color, you know, over a yeah. time. Yeah, I don't so that, You can't
2: keep it for too long.
1: <laughs> you know, unless you put lemon on it, you know,
2: yes. keep it looking fresher.
1: <laughs> You're probably yeah. looking and
2: going, ugh, she's going to eat that. Yeah. Uh, but other, you know, protein-rich snacks can help you stay healthy when you're on the go too. So sure, things that are non-perishable, you know, bags of nuts, seeds. Uh, there's some great recipes for homemade energy bars, or there's some great ones at the store nowadays as well. Some of these things, you know, they pack—they pack a lot of protein, they pack a lot of fiber, and those things will help give you a lot of good energy to help you stave off hunger and uh, combat some of that mindless snacking that we find happens often when we travel. Yeah, yeah, well, there's
1: a lot of factors you have to take into consideration when you're traveling, that's for sure. Definitely, <laughs> yeah, you know, especially in, in staying healthy and with your intake of vitamins, minerals, and good foods.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I suppose, um, all of us know that, that stress is incredible when it comes to what it has the ability to do to our bodies. And, um, you know, relaxation, getting enough sleep are incredibly important. Um, What would you recommend people do uh, to relax and to reduce their stress levels?
2: Yeah, you are totally right, Denise. It's amazing the amount of stress that people experience nowadays with the factors that modern life is throwing at us. And so, We know that stress isn't good for our bodies for so many different ways. You know, the immune system, the energy, all of it can really bring us down. So for me, a few of my key tips are, uh, one, de-stressing with your diet. I truly believe that nutrition plays a huge role, and there are a lot of great foods that offer up stress-reducing benefits. So things like chocolate and cocoa, so looking for Um, These products that you might think of as kind of treats, but choosing ones that are higher in cocoa, like 80%, those can offer stress-reducing benefits. Avocados that we were just talking about, actually, (laughs) with their their fatty acid content, those actually offer stress-reducing benefits. And other things like oatmeal and herbal teas, which we do often associate with stress-reducing benefits. Um, Mm -hmm. Another thing that I love is exploring essential oils. So aromatherapy and essential oils, those things have long been lauded for their ability to help promote relaxation and relieve stress. So things like lavender oil, this has a super soothing floral scent, and it helps reduce that nervous tension, while something else like rose's oil actually has been shown to potentially lift mood and promote tranquility. So I love the idea of incorporating some of those essential oils into our Mm -hmm. diet and into our lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then journaling, too, you know, managing stress, just writing things down can help get them off your mind, help you work through them by writing those things down, and really gives you space to explore your thoughts and your feelings thoroughly. Uh, Similarly, you know, keeping a log of when you're stressed, that can help you understand, like, what are your big triggers and how you can prepare for them and manage stress more effectively as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, those are all really excellent recommendations
0: for yeah. sure.
2: And then I think, you know, back to talking about nutrient gaps in our diet. So there are stress-relieving supplements out there that can help promote relaxation and calm and help you get the better sleep. We know that when you're not getting enough sleep, it's much easier to have that stress get to you. So mm-hmm. um, vitamin Vitamin B complex, that helps support nerve and brain function. It also helps make the body make serotonin and norepinephrine and melatonin. And then magnesium, like we talked about, it helps decrease stress hormones, supports a healthy nervous system. And melatonin, which we also spoke about, it helps really regulate those sleep and wake cycles. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's
2: no question we don't get enough minerals.
1: I think zinc also plays a pretty important role as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Zinc is a, is a mineral that's involved in hundreds of processes in the body. Super important for imu- immune health. Super important for bone health. Um, and we're not getting enough of it in our diets. Mm. Hmm.
1: Well, Swanson certainly has a a really uh, good line of products. You can probably find just about anything. Yes,
2: to to, to, propo- to promote wellness, you know, really. Yes. We yeah, we have twenty two thousand products over that on our website, and so oh, is that uh, all? we really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we take pride in the variety that we offer, and uh, you know, we're always looking to lead kind of the cutting edge on nutrition and wellness and trends, and offering our customers the best in health and wellness through. Either the products we have or the educational content that we offer through our subject matter experts, our dietitians and nutritionists and scientists. Wow. Swanson's been around a long
1: time. How many years have they been in business?
2: We have uh, almost 50 years. It'll be our 50th anniversary next summer.
1: Mm-mm-mm. That's pretty amazing.
2: Yeah. It's a yeah. family-started mm-hmm. business, and um, I'm super proud to continue kind of carrying health and wellness on. It started from a place of bringing health and wellness to everybody. Vitamin E Mm -hmm. was our very, very first product. Um, And like I said, today we have 22,000 products and we help our customers and people around the world find health and wellness every day. Well, it's been a wonderful interview with
1: you, Lindsay. And um, thank you so much for coming on our show. I know you're going to have a very busy schedule another week or so. For any people that are located on the West Coast, the uh, Anaheim uh, Natural Products Expo will be taking place week after next. And uh, Lindsay will be there with Swanson's. So you should all stop by and say hello to her.
2: I would love that. Yes, please come say hi to me in California if you're around. And please check out our Swanson A to Z Guide to Modern Wellness on swanson.com and shop with us there for all your health and wellness needs. Thank you for having me, Denise. It was so great.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, Lindsay Bristol. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, listeners, that pretty much wraps up our show for today. Please join us again next Wednesday. We'll have another great guest for you. And in the meantime, please be healthy and well. Bye-bye.
0: We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have. And follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit gotcancernowwhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What?